Welcome back to the Broncast, the podcast all about the Ford Bronco. I'm your host, John Melton. I'm Donnie Whiteman. We are two Bronco enthusiasts who own Broncos, work on Broncos, and love talking about the Ford Bronco from Generation 1 all the way through Generation 6. Our sponsor for this episode is Tom's Off-Road. Tom's Off-Road has every part that you need to fully restore your Bronco. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about warming up your Bronco and getting it ready for winter. So, are your teeth chattering when you drive? <laughs> that, was, that was my cold impersonation. It sounded, oh, that was it sounded more like creepy guy at the mall, but that was my cold impersonation. Do you have to scrape your windshield from the inside? <laughs> you have to do that with Broncos and Beatles. Both. <laughs> are your cheeks frozen and stuck to the seat, and but your Bronco is sliding all over the place? If your old Bronco is more like a freezer than having your buns in an oven, like your new car, then Donnie and I have some solutions for you. All right, Donnie, it is officially winter. What's the first day of winter? Do you know? Uh, nope. We should know this. It's winter now, and or at least we think it's close enough to Christmas that we can call it winter. Um, and it's cold out. And so, you know, we got to talk about some winterizing tips. Now, I realize that majority of our Bronco, first gen Bronco, uh, you know, users or vehicle owners are what I would like to call bougie. And they, you know, I see all these posts from people on Instagram who are like, putting my Bronco up for winter. And I'm like, come on. Like the Broncos made to drive around in the cold, you know, you just got to get it ready. You got to prep it. Well, when they came out, they were the only way you got around in the winter. Yeah. You know, very so, true. and now it's quite the opposite. It's just like, oh, we'll have it at our, for the beach. Yeah. You know. Well, there was one time or a couple times it snowed here in Tennessee. It doesn't snow here much, but, um, and you know, I'd post some pictures out playing in the snow in my Bronco and I got all these hate comments from people like, oh, that, that's going to rust. The salt from the road is going to destroy your Bronco. And I'm like, no, like have fun in your Bronco. Like give it a good washing afterwards and, you know, use rust prevention. But yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm all about driving it in the winter and uh, enjoying the, the cold. You know, I think that's why I like all the patina stuff yeah. because you just don't worry about any of that. You know, so it's true. Gonna, only going to make it look better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what have you been? What have you been uh, working on in the 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 shop today, or Man, not today? This week. Yeah, since last week. Yeah, uh, I have been so busy trying to complete um, two new bodies, which we we got them finished, and uh, they just take a long time because we try to focus on all those little details. Um, and uh, we're getting ready to build some more next year. So not only building trucks to completion, uh, like a thematic build, um, like the Panama that we're doing is going to have a beach theme and nice. it's all Wimbledon white and I'll have like sunset fade graphics on the side, kind of like the freestyle graphics. Um, but I think we're going to build one body a quarter for whoever wants a body. So we actually have probably five builds available for bodies, but, um, yeah, we're just trying to get caught up this year. So yeah. Yeah, and if you don't know, I mean, some of you guys uh, have just been tuning into the podcast, and uh, Donnie has a shop here in Franklin that 
that's what we're in right now is uh, is Donnie's shop, the um, Dreamweaver hard body fab shop. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, so Donnie builds early Bronco, classic Bronco bodies. Does an amazing job uh, doing that, and uh, and then also builds some trucks. And so if you're uh, if you're in the market for a classic Bronco body and your truck is a basket case and you need a new body, then definitely uh, Donnie's got Donnie's got you covered. We're only going to have a few openings. It's like one per quarter, but yeah. I think we can still get one done uh, probably by January. Nice. But uh, yeah, we're not doing mass production. So yeah. we just, we take too long to build the bodies. Yeah. And it's just you and your business partner, Tim, right? Yeah. And you guys build them and, it's cool because I'll pop over here all the time and just bother these guys. And I'm like, hey, what you guys doing? And, you know, it's it's just, it's it's like a mad scientist room. Sometimes they're like measuring stuff and putting all this stuff together and like, oh, I gotta get this, you know. And uh, Donnie's always like, this body took us, you know, 17 hours less than the last body. And I'm like, that's amazing that you do that with such detail. And you're like, we, you know, I get to talk to his clients who, um, have the body and they're just like, this thing is amazing. So you do good work, man. Good job. Oh, thanks. What, what have you been up to? <clears throat> well, um, funny thing. Uh, I was driving my Bronco, which I often do, um, because it's my daily driver. And, uh, I was going to a buddy's, uh, I have a friend who, um, he kind of manages some, homes for, you know, wealthy people of Nashville. And so one of his clients was selling their house up in Nashville. And, uh, so we were moving all their cars out of their house, uh, for the open house. The client was out of town. And, uh, so I take my 75 Bronco (laughs) and I pull into their driveway and my track bar completely comes apart like the the threaded insert that's in the track bar pulled out of the actual track bar because it's one of these adjustable track bars. Um, funny enough, it's not the one from Tom's Off-Road. I won't say whose it is because um, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. The fact is, wh- how long ago? In October, I was jumping my Bronco. Airborne. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> noticed that <clears throat> when I was when I would land – my track bar would actually come down and just the articulation or something. It it? was hitting or no, no. Yeah. My frame would come down and hit the track bar like that kept happening. And I wasn't worried about it. And it like, it was just, I could see a mark on it. Well, you know, that just, I think it just loosened everything over time. Cause I think the track bar that I had, it was a press fitting into a threaded nut or a threaded insert that the, the heim joint went into. Um, and I think it just loosened it over time. Well, you know, it's, I, I don't think it was a faulty piece by any means. I think it was just me jumping it. And then how I turned into their driveway, it was like this steep off camber angle. And I think my, it, everything just flexed perfectly. I cranked the steering one way to back up and it just popped out of, out of place. And so literally I'm turning my steering wheel and my body is moving over it's my levitating, yeah, it's levitating. Right, yeah. You know, my wheels aren't turning. So, well, I'm sure if you read the fine print, 
Yeah. It's under warranty. <laughs> yeah. Even though you were jumping at 45, 50 miles yeah, an hour. Exactly. <laughs> Huge air. If you haven't seen the picture, John's yep. got it posted somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you, Donnie, for taking that picture. It was, it was a good, perfect moment. So yeah. So that's, uh, that's what I've been doing. And then, um, I, man, I'm trying to get into the shop and, uh, work on my Bronco build, the, the full restoration that I'm doing, because what's going to be embarrassing is when you beat me, um, with the builds that you're doing, having started mine done first two years yeah. after me, <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, I was telling you, I, you know, bought all this stuff for my dash, um, to start working and putting everything together on my dash. And I open up the box. I've got a classic instruments gauge cluster, you know, these super nice, but I really like the classic instruments one more than the, the Dakota digital. Cause it feels more original and authentic. Yeah. Uh, and so I open up the classic instruments gauge cluster and I'm like, man, this thing is beautiful. And I'm in my garage and I'm like, I'm going to set something on this box and it's going to, you know, break the glass on the gauge cluster. I need to put this somewhere safe. And so I did. I put it somewhere very safe. And now I can't find so it. So safe. Yeah. <laughs> like me, you have no idea. I'm like, I've been looking for this thing for two weeks and I cannot find it anywhere. Like I'm checking around here, you know, at your shop. I'm like, you'll surely. find it when they take your driver's license away and you're like 90. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm hoping I don't have to buy two. Like, cause that was like a thousand bucks, you know? It's oh like, yeah. They're oh. expensive. So. But they're so nice. They are so nice. Yeah. 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 I'm excited. You know, I started kind of piecing some stuff together on the dash and, and just putting things in place and looking at it and I'm trying to figure out, you know, do I want to go full like uh custom on the dash and start like move the glove box. And I want to put in, um, I also have the uh, vintage air air conditioning and I want to put in like they, it comes with those, I forget what they're called louvers or like the, the air vents, but they're like plastic, um, you know, not super high quality. And I, what I want to do is get some nice metal vents and put them actually in the dash, cut holes for them and, you know, run them in the dash. But I'm like, how much, how much do I really want to do this? I'll <laughs> bet you we can find some. Yeah. Yeah. So winter is coming. What can we do? And you know, what's funny is the old Bronco is a very cold ride. You know, there's typically no insulation anywhere. Right. Even the roofs didn't come with insulation. They had like a headliner, but I think it was just so you didn't have to see the metal. Yeah. It didn't actually insulate. So, um, and you know, most of them weren't undercoated. A lot of them weren't, unless you paid for Z-Bart back in the day. Oh, but yeah. Yeah. We're undercoating the trucks, which I'm sure helps from a sound standpoint and, you know, insulation, but there's all these great products out there. So I wanted to start by talking about the hard tops and the soft tops versus the topless Broncos. And um, I know that, you know, the, if you insulate your roof with like this um, Dynamat or noise canceling or deaden, deadening, I think is what they call it, yeah. stuff, that makes a huge difference in the roof. Takes the, the ting and the rattle out of the roof. Um, and then there's the fiberglass tops. That's another way you can insulate your top is if you don't have a top, you can look at one of those. Yeah. 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 I think, you know, obviously the hard top is the way to go in the winter. Um, 
I know Tom's is coming out with a new soft top. Um, they've got, uh, gosh, I forget what. It was a Rampage. Rampage, yeah, is what it's called. Um, and it fits a little bit better. It's kind of less less sloppy um, as a soft top. But I still think soft top would be my summer choice. You know, in the winter, I'm still going to put the hard top on. What I like to do in the winter is I actually do the seals. So there's a seal that goes above the windshield. Obviously, the seals that go around the door on the hard top. Uh, there's a two seals that go on the bed of the Bronco, like on the way back to the tailgate. Um, and then there's a seal that you can get that actually kind of, it's a flap that goes over the lift gate, um, that kind of seals it to the tailgate. And I think that's, you know, step number one of really winterizing your, your truck is getting that hard top sealed in, um, where, you know, that, that cold air isn't just coming in on you when you're, when you're driving down the road. Well, you know, Broncos are notorious for the doors having gaps. You can stick your fingers through. <laughs> so I would say new door seals and aligning your doors, you know, would be just a huge improvement. So yeah. and if you remember Tom's number one selling item was a door seal kit yes. I think for the glass frame. Yeah. If I remember right, and door sills, it's like, yeah, I'd absolutely buy. How many Broncos have you seen with no door sills? Oh, yeah. Hundreds. <laughs> I mean, that's well, got to be cold. And because, too, when you put in those door seals, they're, it's a harder rubber. And so it's harder to shut your door. And especially like on my Bronco, where the doors are sagging more and more every day because there's rust in the A pillar, you know, it's harder and harder to slam your door and get it to line up just right. But it's so important to have those door seals. And I'm going to be completely honest. So on my Bronco, uh, on the kick panel, on the passenger side, there's rust where literally air comes in from <laughs> under the fender and comes right into the cab in the kick panel right there, you know, where the passenger's feet are. And so if you look closely in the winter, I like to just put a little duct tape. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, like just because it, it's not even about like keeping the hot air in. It's about keeping the cold air out. And when you're driving down the road and you feel this like rush of freezing cold air, it's like just a little duct tape, cover up the rust spots and uh, close some of the holes up. And, you know, you have a much more comfortable ride. You can get one of those beanie snakes that you put on the bottom of the door. Yeah. <laughs> you get it like Bed Bath & Beyond. Exactly. <laughs> That's how bad the Bronco doors are. <laughs> yeah. I So I for me, it's like, well, you know, start with the doors. And then if you've got a metal top, stop. start with the top then and replace the seals. It's literally, you can just lift the top up a little bit. But what's funny is you may find that the roof is glued to the windshield frame with RTV and who knows what. So yeah. if you ever take that seal out and then it rains on you, this is kind of interesting. You know, the, um, the plastic cover that goes over the windshield wiper. Yeah. Well, that's actually collects water. <laughs> <laughs> so Zach and I were test driving this Bronco when he was here for Thanksgiving and, uh, it had been pouring down rain yeah. and, uh, we took a left turn and it just, it was, you know, like three beers poured into his lap <laughs> of ice cold water. Uh, <laughs> and then we turned the other direction and what was left poured into my lap. So yeah. seal that up for sure. Cause air gets in everywhere. Yeah. 
my my Bronco right now, yeah, it, it collects in the front of the drip pan of the hardtop or the drip rail of the hardtop. And then if I turn just right, it will, it, cause it, I have that, um, I have the uh, rhino rack on there. So it's kind of blocking some of the drip rail. So usually the water runs down the back to the back of your Bronco. Once you start driving, well, with that rhino rack, it sits in the drip rail. So it's not letting the water come from the front. So what happens is right there, it drips down onto my window and my door doesn't seal quite right. Because again, like I said, it's my A pillars all rusted out. And so that there's a gap at the top of my door and the water just pours in and dumps on my leg. Uh, as I'm, if I turn, I think it's left or right. If I turn right and then it all pours in. <laughs> it's a nice surprise for the passenger. Though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so talking about the hard tops, you know, you can seal your hard top. It'll make a huge difference, but do the windshield seal across the front, you know, clean it up put a new one in there, bolt the top back down. Um, I would definitely do insulation in the roof, the kind that sticks on. And then if you've got a headliner, put it back in. Um, but another thing is those fiberglass tops, like the one that Bronco Design sells, you can order those with insulation sprayed between the layers. Oh. They'll build it either way for you. Oh, that's cool. And that makes a huge difference in the R factor or keeping you know hot air out and cold air in. Yeah. Cold air out. Cold air out. Depends on time of the year. Yeah, yeah, true, true. But um, I was pretty interested. I'm, I think I'm going to do one of those uh, next year on one of the builds. Nice. That'd be super cool. Well, yeah. And if you've got your uh, Bronco somewhat sealed up, then you move to the heater. And, you know, the, the heater on the Bronco is a whole mystery. If you've never owned a classic vehicle and you're looking at this, like, why doesn't my heat, why doesn't heat come out? Because one, you've got the pull for heat knob, you know, so like that's a different, a different thing that people aren't normally used to. Um, and then it's like, yeah, there, there's all this like just detail in that whole heater system. And a lot of people have removed the heater system on the old trucks. Um, and so it doesn't even work. When I bought my Bronco, the heater hose looped just back into the engine. So it yep. didn't even go to the heater core. So I'd sit there and like, I've got my heat on and I've, you know, like, you know, trying to track down what was going on. Well, the, the hoses didn't even go to the heater core. You were never going to get, heat. I was never getting heat. So, you know, I had to figure all that out and get new hoses and reroute the hoses and all that kind of stuff. So well, I yeah. think to explain how the heater works and you know, your new cars are pretty much still like this. Yeah. They just heat up faster. Um, your engine has coolant that runs through it and you have a radiator to cool that fluid. Well, what the manufacturers decided to do was before that coolant comes out of the engine and goes back into the radiator to be cooled, so that hot fluid from all the combustion that's trying to cool the metal, they route it into your firewall inside your truck into a little tiny radiator that's called a heat exchanger. And uh, you've got a blower motor that blows through that heat exchanger and takes all that heat from the hot engine coolant and blows it inside your truck. So until your engine gets hot enough, like 150 degrees, 170 degrees, there's no heat. Yeah. So to exchange and to blow through. So, and then, um, so the last three trucks that came through, one, uh, they had bypassed it. And the guy's like, I have no heat. And it's like, well, because there's none running inside yeah. your truck. Yeah. 
And another one, his uh, cable was disconnected. And I go, yeah, so you're never going to open that valve to let the fluid loop through the inside of the truck, that hot coolant, so you can exchange that heat. Um, I don't know if that's a good explanation, but that's actually how it works. So five years ago, I actually made a video about this and I explained how the heater works, like what each of the knobs does. And then I actually, I got some uh, clear tubing. It was not heat rated, so I couldn't leave it on my truck, but I filmed underneath the hood where you can actually see the coolant fill up. What's interesting is uh, the the coolant comes out of the engine when it gets heated up. So like really there's no coolant even in the line to go to your heater core uh, until your engine is at temperature. So like I had to sit there and let my engine heat up in my garage and it took 10, 15 minutes for it to heat up and for that coolant to build behind the switch i i put in an electric switch um on my dash for my bronco which is pretty cool um but i had to let it build up to then open the switch let it come into the heater core heat up the heater core and then blow warm air into the cab so it actually it took a long time but it was cool just kind of like seeing the you know the um the coolant warm everything you know like get warm and go in there and like, you can actually see it build in the, in the hoses and stuff like that here. Oh, wow. That's super cool. Clear hoses about one inch in diameter with clear coolant and you have little red arrows. Yeah. Yeah. And it shows the valve that you actually open and close with the knob. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a great video. we'll, We'll post that picture and a link to that. So it was a fun, fun little, fun little video there. So one way to heat your truck up, is to get your cooling system operating properly. <laughs> so if it's bypassing the inside of your truck, you're never going to have heat. Right, right. And I will say to uh, the OG heater doesn't work great. Um, and it's because the fan inside of the fan box is super small. They call it the hamster wheel. You know, it's just a little circle that spins and just doesn't push a lot of air. Um, and then the, the, what'd you call it? The heat exchange heat exchanger is super small. I mean, it's a very small heat exchanger and then there's no electronic component to it, which most cars now have an electronic component that kicks in, uh, first while the heat exchanger is warming up to give you some, you know, quicker heat, uh, or at least that's how my Volvo is. It's super bougie. It's a 92. (laughs) got quick heat yeah quick heat yeah the what's funny is i on what truck i worked on about three weeks ago uh i told him that hey this isn't connected so i connected it and i couldn't control the heat at all it's like coming out the windshield and his flaps his little metal flaps that you can control to open and close or send it this they were rusted in half like his truck was so rusty that the inside of his heater box was rusted. And I said, yeah. I'll just find you another heater box or you could just buy a new one. And I said, so he's been wanting heat forever and I'm expecting him to call any day, but, um, cause it's getting cold. I would definitely look at a heater box upgrade. I think that's a great, uh, you know, it's tricky to pull in and out like your heater box. I broke all of my vents um, the plastic, vent. plastic tubing, uh, broke it all, pulling it out, 
had to buy all new stuff. Like, but man, like rebuilding that, sealing it up so that I knew it worked. When I opened mine, there was a rat's nest or a bird's nest in there. I mean, it, there was just so much garbage in there, you know? So yeah, I, I think that's a good upgrade for anyone going into winter, whether you're going to drive your Bronco or not. Like it might just be a good, you know, thing to do during the winter is, is upgrade that, that heater box. I think another thing, um, you can do is, uh, electric seat heaters. Oh yeah. Did, did you get some? I do, but you I haven't installed, installed them, them. No, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've teased that I'm going to do it and then I don't. I could be perfectly happy if I covered up all the holes and had heated seats. Yeah. Yep. That literally would work for me. Yes. Well, okay. So part of the reason that I haven't done it yet is I'm actually going to completely rebuild my seats. So I've got new vinyl, new foam, um, and I'm going to do the whole thing. But obviously when you're doing that, you can't sit in your Bronco, you know? And so I don't always have a ton of time to, to work on projects. And so um, it's one of those things where I'm trying to like find time where it's like, okay, I have a week that I could just do that. Um, but I'm going to do that. But what I also wanted to do was the switch that comes with the Tom's off-road electronic heated seats is a, a new looking switch. Uh, I want to find one that feels like a classic switch. Like, you know, I like maybe it's one of the knobs and it's, it's called just a an, toggle, a toggle. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. A toggle. Yeah. But I want to find a toggle that is, you know, looks classic. So when I put it in the dash, Oh yeah. It just looks like a part of the dash, you know, it doesn't look, you know, like I don't always like having new toggles, new switches hanging down, um, you know, when people do that, like I like kind of keeping the original look. Um, and so, so yeah, I was, I, I'm also looking for some cool toggles that feel original. Yeah. I'll have to look around, but if you can't afford to do a new heater, you, you can do this thing called layer your clothing. Yeah. <laughs> There's a thermal underwear, hoodies, <laughs> you know, all those things. Now I will say my biggest secret, uh, or not secret, but my biggest uh, winter cheat is I recently upgraded to the twin stick transfer case. Oh yeah. You know, the dual sticks from uh, JB custom fab. And uh, like it came with this cool boot that went over the twin sticks. And so you had to kind of widen the hole for your transfer case there in the, the tunnel. Well, I never like screwed the cover down and that the heat from your transmission and transfer case is pretty, you know, it, you feel it. And so my little hack, uh, for the winter is I just lift up the <laughs> twin stick, uh, cover. And so all that hot air from the transmission and transfer case comes in and it is glorious. Like I'm getting high from the fumes of my yeah. engine, <laughs> but like, it's but like, warm. yeah, it's got some nice heat. Cause you know, in the summer when, you know, before when I didn't have the carpet kit, my tunnel, uh, you know, the, the metal would get so hot. Like you couldn't touch it, uh, with bare skin. Like I got close to burning my leg number of times just wearing shorts. So now I have the carpet kit and you know, the, um, insulation. So it's not that hot, but man, there's a lot of heat that's coming up through the, the transmission and transfer case little, 
opening there that I utilize in the winter. Well, people in the back of the Broncos, the early Broncos, don't complain about um, being cold because the mufflers are right there yeah. and the floor scalding hot. So there's like, ooh, heat. They just rub their hands together and they're like warm. The rest being close to the campfire. Yeah, that's right. It's exactly what it is. So talking about like the floor and insulating the floor, I, I we actually have been insulating the floors with like aluminum heat shields around the muffler, but you can also buy this insulation wrap and then use these stainless steel ties, put two or three of them together and zip tie around the muffler to keep the heat out in the summer, which you don't want. And in the winter, um, what you want to do is insulate the floor then, you know, and you can do it, like I said, you can spray it from below, but I like insulating underneath the carpet. I like whether you uh, glue it right to the floor or stick it to the floor, or you can sew it to your carpet or the bottom of your carpet. It makes a huge difference. Yeah. I didn't glue all of my insulation down. Um, I only glued it down around the tunnel cover because uh, that's usually a hard spot to kind of get the, get the carpet to sit right. And so if you glue the insulation down, like kind of helps the carpet just sit right. But the rest of it, you can pull it all up because a lot of times mine end up getting wet, <laughs> you know, like oh, from yeah. rain coming in and different stuff. So it's like I need to just air it out sometimes. Um, insulation is a good, uh, a good thing. Um, if I'm being totally honest again, I'm letting all the secrets out today. I have a couple holes on my wheel wells and just rusted through the years. And so, you know, and that's a, a difficult place to patch, you know, that's, I think it's four pieces that come together right there on the wheel. Well, where the wheel well, um, meets the body. And, and so it's just like, I'm not gonna, you know, patch that, uh, unless, someone who knows how to patch it offers their help. Um, but, uh, but what I did was I actually put, you know, that spray foam insulation. Yeah. <laughs> I actually sprayed some of that in there. It probably worked, right? It actually works great. I mean, it's like total, like, you know, redneck hackery, but, uh, but yeah, it works great. Oh, well, what's funny is back in the day, the hot thing to do in the late seventies was fiberglass over everything. It was like the new material from the 60s yes. and then you paint over it and you can't tell. Right. You know, but it eventually just cracks and separates and delaminates from the metal. And that's what people are finding today when they're buying these old Broncos that looks great in the photos Yeah, and they find out that all those seams are rusted out. But yeah, all you can do is, is seal them up. Now, a product I really like um, to start with is POR 15 and- it's so runny. It's not like a thick sealer, like undercoating. It's like ink, yeah. like black India ink. Stuff runs everywhere. It's, it's nice to get that in those seams just to get something down in there. And then, you know, you can seam seal over it with the caulk style seam sealer. And that really helps. It's better than all that fiberglass trouble, but you can yeah. at least stop the rust a little bit. <laughs> A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think once you get the inside all sealed up, and I think you do whatever you got to do to get your keep your truck on the road, keep it so you're driving it. And uh, if you think you need a new body, that's probably the last thing you do because I feel like once you put a new body on it, it's going to be a garage queen. You're not going to want to, after it's painted, drive it out in the winter. And I, I love that you drive your truck all winter, you know. <laughs> and as a matter of fact, 
you'd rather drive it in the winter because you can pull someone out. And that's uh-huh. about the best thing you can do yep. is save, you know, another SUV that's not a Ford and drag them around, you know, yeah. <laughs> up a hill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> another thing that you know, we talked about is just slipping and sliding all over the road. And, you know, new tires make such a huge difference. Um, and you may not realize how bad your tires are, but, you know, there is a way to find out the date code on them because tires do, they don't get softer with age. They get harder. The, the composition changes. And uh, as they get harder, they're harder to keep balanced. And even though they hold air and they may have a lot of tread, you know, they just, the they decompose essentially and the material isn't grippy. Yeah. So I think... Um, new tires in the winter is one of my favorite things to have because they just grip and um, you, the truck rides better mm-hmm. with a new set of tires. Uh, we did a truck and did everything. We did brake booster upgrade, disc brakes, the Heim joint system on the front, uh, shocks, went through the whole thing. It did rebuilt the whole steering column and I couldn't believe that it still didn't drive nice like it should have. And I didn't realize how bad the tires were. And uh, finally talked them into new tires. And when I picked it up from Discount Tire and was driving it back, it was a world of difference. And the only thing is it needed a line. So we brought it back to the shop and aligned it. And it just drove perfectly. It drove almost like what I would imagine a $200,000, $250,000 Bronco should drive like. Um, and really we just did all the mechanics, but it was the tires that made all the difference. So if you got really old tires, I would spend the thousand twelve hundred dollars and get you some new boots. Well, there you go. Winterizing tips for your Bronco. Look at your hard top, soft top, or your topless Bronco. Get your OG heater working or get yourself a new heater box or rebuild your old box fun, fun winter project there. Get your uh, seals on your doors and your hardtop and your windows, insulate your floor. And one more thing, get some new tires. Stop your sliding. Be safe in the winter. That's right. Enjoy your Bronco. Enjoy your Bronco in the winter. Don't put it up in the garage. Oh no. Drive it around this winter. Be cool. Be cold. Be careful. Before we go, a uh, little parts corner. We've been, we oh, a couple yeah. people have been saying that we haven't been doing our parts corner, haven't been doing DIY, PAY, and that is true. We've we've been slacking on uh, on those fundamental broadcasts, uh, podcast things. We so, get yapping about all this other stuff and we forget. Yeah, like, yeah. look at all the parts I have around my desk. Ooh, wait. Okay, go back. DIY, PAY. In uh, rebuilding your heater box, replacing it, yeah, or rebuilding your stock one, because you can get like a seal kit from Tom's Off Road and actually like replace all the seals on it, get it sealed up, um, and rebuild it, or just replace it. Yeah, they are. I mean, there's a lot of stuff to disconnect to pull it out. Yeah, you're probably going to accidentally pull some wires that you didn't mean to pull too. So yep. you end you end up doing a lot more than you think you're going to do. It's not as easy as just pulling it out because true, there's 50 years worth of stuff in front of it. Yeah. But um, I like replacing it with a brand new box. Yeah. Yeah. I think replacing it with a brand new box 
you can feel good about the air that you're breathing. There's no old my, mice nests in oh, there. So true. God, they all have something in them. If you think yours doesn't yeah. and it's not new, you don't want to find out what's yeah. inside there. You've definitely got a nest of some sort. Yeah, I would give it a three. I'd say uh, DIY PAY. Uh, one out of five. Yeah. yeah, three. A three. It's not super easy, but it's not super technical. But it, it is, there is some stuff in there. So, yeah, that's good. All right. Parts corner. You got a part that you want to? I mean, I've got a desk full here. Ooh, so, nice. um, we did earlier talk about wrapping the exhaust for the summertime with insulation so your truck doesn't get so hot in the inside. So I've got this uh, crimping tool. It's a stainless steel cable tie. So cable tie is a zip tie. Yeah. And every time a truck comes in, I cut all the plastic zip ties out <laughs> and I either use a proper clamp to the frame or I use these stainless steel zip ties and you can put two or three together to go around like a muffler and it comes with a little tool I got here in my hand. I don't know if you can hear that. <laughs> Pretty cool thing. And uh, I just, I, I don't like plastic zip ties. On the, underneath a Bronco. So I use these stainless steel zip ties. And the great thing is you can cut them off and recycle them. So um, I just, I, I love this tool. That's my new favorite tool. Nice. Well, you got me um, thinking and I was thinking about uh, tools that I enjoy using. And when I did my painless wiring harness, there was a lot of wires that you had to cut and you had to strip the wire and um, you know, kind of put a fitting on or, or do different stuff like that. And I read somewhere, someone was like, get the Klein tools, wire cutter, wire stripper. And it's the same kind of thing. It's, it's a handheld one that just grabs the wire, rips the sheathing off the wire and leaves the wire exposed right where, you know, and cuts it perfectly as opposed to, you know, using a, <laughs> knife or something and hoping you don't cut it too deep or your finger or your, your finger. Yeah. I'm trying to rip, <laughs> you know, the, the sheet. Wire yes. Oh, yeah. I cut so many wires. So I, I was thinking about it and that was a great tool that everyone should have in their garage because like, I'm not even doing an automotive project right now. I'm doing a, you know, just a wiring project for, for something else. And I'm using those Klein, you know, wire strippers all the time. And it's just so nice. You just put the wire in clip, you know, and you, you're done. And you I go. have a set on the bench back there. And just to give you an, a, an, a visual of what this does, imagine a perfectly trimmed wire that has a half inch of the copper wire sticking out and a perfectly cut stripped sheath. And yes. this thing just does it with one click. It's perfect. And you can go in like, if you're doing say a steering column wiring harness for the turn signals and like, 30 seconds, the whole thing's perfect. And then you can, you've done 22 wires in 30 seconds. Yeah. It's just an amazing tool. It really is. It's a great, I know they have them at Harbor Freight and it's like 30 bucks on Amazon. Yeah. yeah. We'll put a link in the description where you can, where you can pick one up, but yeah, definitely, definitely a good tool to have in your garage. Uh, tease, you know, moving into, uh, um, 2024. Uh, I want to do an episode that is all, all about tools that the weekend mechanic needs to have in their garage to, to work on a Bronco. Like, you know, I, I think there's so many tools that are not unique to the Bronco, but you know, like that, like a, a pair of wire cutters, man, if you're going to do a, you know, a wire harness, like you need a good pair of wire strippers. Um, 
just stuff like that, that, you know, people, you know, who gave me this idea, we're plugging Who's in that? again. The, the man that we now plug on every episode, Rob Matthews. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's, you know, he just has to come around on every episode now. Yeah. He gave me the idea. He was like, you need to do a whole episode just on tools, you know, the Bronco toolkit, the Bronco toolkit, and even tools like how to make a tool work. You know, like if you're putting seals in, you don't necessarily need a seal, um, uh, hammer and dolly kit, you know? So what's a good, socket that you need that's the right oh, size yeah. you know stuff like that so um we'll do that we'll do that in 2024 coming up like i can't remember if it's a 30 millimeter socket to put bearing seals in yeah but it's like the perfect size it's perfect yeah but i went and bought you know the 30 dollar bearing seal and race kit and i love that thing you yeah. know like so when i'm putting that stuff together it's so nice to have but yeah we'll do that yeah well uh we want to plug our sponsor, Tom's Off-Road. So the whole month of December, they're offering flat rate shipping on their roll cages. What else are they doing this month? Yeah, quote unquote roll cages. Yeah. Uh, what do they call them? Interior bar kits. Interior bar kit. Yeah. 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 I mean, they do protect you. Yeah. But uh, uh, technically a roll cages. Yeah. Uh, welded to the frame. So. Right. Um, what did you ask me? What did what else, I, what else are they doing? What else is Tom's oh, Off-Road doing? Well, so they have a new program called the Tom's Off-Road Insider, Insider. Which, which John has always been. Yeah, that's true. So, but now you can be one too. <laughs> if <laughs> you, you sign up and special. do their, just like John, be an insider, uh, and you do, you sign up for their SMS yep. and, um, Josh, what does that stand for again? <laughs> Something messaging system system. Single message system. He's going to look it up for He's us because I up. cannot remember. Short message service. <coughs> yeah, SMS. that's it. Text message. Text message. So they, so they started this new program where they'll get in a, a group, an inventory, a product that they have been out of like amp steps. Yeah. They get a shipment in, they sell out and they'll, they're now sending to all the Tom's off-road insiders, a text message that says these are in stock. And by the way, they're either free freight or they're discounted or whatever the program is at the time. And, and they'll sell out again. So yeah. if you're not an insider, you'll miss out on yeah. the stuff that's coming in. Yeah. It's a cool deal. I mean, they're giving deals and discounts and all that kind of stuff, but also letting you know when products are available, when they're out of stock, all that, all that good stuff. And if you sign up, then on your next order, you get an extra 5% off of your order. So um, we'll put a link in the description below where you can sign up for, to become a Tom's off-road insider. You will have to give them your, uh, you know, cell phone number to get a SMS message, but, uh, but definitely worth it for sure. And, uh, good way, good way to, uh, be in the know for sure. Um, something that, uh, they told us because we're insiders now that new product that they're coming out with. You remember this? They're, they are redoing their seats. Oh, yeah. And they are offering a diamond stitch option on their seats. I know we've talked about their seats because they're amazing, uh, but Tom's Off-Road has these amazing replacement seats for your Bronco, for your early Bronco. And now they have just, they're, they haven't even released it yet. It's coming. They're going to release a diamond stitch pattern 
on the back of the seat. And, I was and they like, told us that they're going to send, when they come in, they're going to send it to the SMS people first. Exactly. The text messengers. Yes. So if you want to be in the know and find out when those hit, yep. um, you can make your truck look like a $200,000 Bronco with the new diamond stitch pattern. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that I think is hilarious that they just did was they're doing an ugly Christmas sweater. And it has... Tom's two sons, uh, Tom Wimmer, his two sons, Mark and Walt, uh, on the, on the sweater. And if you see this thing, it looks ridiculous. Go to um, Tom's Off Road to check it out. I mean, it's just I think it's you can buy them, which <laughs> I mean, it's just hilarious. We should have done that. We should have put our faces on a Christmas sweater, ugly Christmas sweater, <laughs> and sold them. <laughs> No one would have I'll get that. the dumb and dumber haircut yeah. and chip one of my teeth <laughs> just for the sweater. Perfect. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time.